0: Welcome back for another episode of A Real Page-Turner as we dive into our holiday books and kind of theme for the month of December.
1: Hello, Mara. Uh, Happy to join you here as we get into the Christmas spirit.
0: First book that we are talking about in movie is David Baldacci's The Christmas Train that was published in 2003 by Grand Central Publishing. And as a little bit of a synopsis, it's the story of a journalist, Tom Langdon, who is traveling by train from Washington, D.C. to California, where he's meeting up with his longtime kind of casual girlfriend and on the train he bumps into an ex-girlfriend who is the love of his life Eleanor and a cast of other characters who get stranded in an avalanche also there's a thief on the train and a pretty snickety older woman who is more than she seems I think that's sums it up what do you think
1: uh yes uh this book wound up getting the hallmark treatment 2017 Uh, it was a special um, Hallmark Hall of Fame uh, presentation Uh, it started with um, kind of a a semi notable cast like at least you know more notable than your average Hallmark film it starts uh, Dermot Mulroney and Kimberly Williams Paisley and Danny Glover and Joan Cusack
0: yeah it was a notable cast all of whom I love and and Dermot Mulroney I think they're hilarious Um, I like them in almost everything I've seen them in
1: yeah it's like a very you know it was very different than your average hallmark film you know it's not about a big city girl who goes back to her small town and tries to save her parents store while running into her uh high school boyfriend who is her high school boyfriend who's a uh who's also the son of santa and a prince of a of a very small country
0: yeah so you know i started reading the book and i have to tell you i was a little bit like oh my word i don't care enough about train to go into the level of detail that this went into about train." <laughs> So I was looking forward to the movie where maybe I didn't have to learn that much about a train because I had a little bit of a hard time getting into some of this book just because of all of the train stuff. Now, if you love trains, you're probably going to love learning about the train, but I didn't. (laughs) So I liked the movie because it didn't really give all that detail. And you know me, I like backstory and I like interior monologue, but when it came to the train, I was like, "Mm, no. Can we just move on to the story?
1: Yeah, a lot of the train stuff seemed very, like, over, you know, overwrought. And just, that's, like, one of the, um, it came a lot from the character of uh, Herrick Higgins, who, you know was this old train worker who got pushed out of his job and you know i think the movie did a lot better better with his character than in the in the book that yeah it does you know the movie really doesn't go into the train lingo and train stories that much you just see this you know this older gentleman who's you know loves his trains and you know used to work for the railroad and now he's just a passenger and you know so it gets a better sense of you know what's going on with his character
0: yeah, no, I'm pretty <laughs> close to the book, right? Like Tom Lang and Aaliyah, the girlfriend of Tom Langan, Danny Glover's character, Max, and Kim, Willi- Kim Williams Paisley as Eleanor, and Joan Cusack as Agnes. Like I thought, those were like pretty close to how the book portrayed them. I, I thought that the movie that really condensed quite a few other characters or changed them.
1: I uh, yes, there was a lot. Of- there was a lot of um, really uh, condensing of, um, um, yeah, kind of like just got to the nitty gritty of the ca- characters and didn't really explore as much as the book did.
0: The ball, who is Max's assistant in the movie at all. They just cut, cut him out. Yeah. I think it's okay because he didn't really do all. Well. Whole heck of a lot in the book. I mean, he did. He was kind of funny and you know overworked, and he had something stolen—his sunglasses. Which in the movie they had the, those sunglasses belonging to, Dan, to Max, Danny Glover's character. I mean, he didn't do a whole heck of a lot in the that we needed him in the book, other than being a, a another paramour to. Tom Langdon's now ex-girlfriend. So I think like, you know, that's okay. But what I think it's funny that they made Father Kelly into Tom Kelly in the movie. So in the book, Father Kelly is a priest, a retired priest. And and in the movie, they changed that totally and just had him a retired guy who lost his wife.
1: Yeah, I did think that that, that worked. I think, OK, but, you know, <clears throat> but then we learn and this, you know, maybe a little bit of a spoiler is that the uh, the movie character is not all that different. Than the-
0: yeah, right. <sighs> the Resolution is the same. He still ends up in again. spoiler alert, right? He still ends up being the thief (laughs) and they still end up you know having it explain like why that kind of happened to him and how his life has changed and that he's an old man who's lonely and looking for attention and you know the resolution is the same but the character itself is a little bit different and the fact that he's not a priest retired priest
1: yeah it's um it's funny like in the book that um he does actually get arrested whereas (laughs) in the movie they just you know let him go because he's returned everything and he's sorry and that, you know. And I feel like, I do feel like that was the right call because, like, he only, like, stole just, like, a couple, like, like, it was, like, petty theft, if that, you know, and did return everything that, you know, bringing him into custody was a little, you know, much...
0: Well, it definitely changed the tone of the, of both the book and the movie had they actually arrested him because I think it would not be in keeping with the Christmas spirit and second chances is what the, you know, both were driving at. Second chance for love and a second chance and, you know, other things that you've done in your life. And I think that's kind of like the main theme of the book and to do something different than that would not have been true to the story. Now, the one thing that did bother me. Besides all the train talk, which I guess I should have expected that with a book called The Christmas Train was such a minor, minor character, but the bartender in, in the book, like they kind of go into detail calling him like his name is Tyrone, and he's a black Elvis, and his hair looks like Elvis, and he and Tom have this conversation and he's kind of more prominent. And then you in the movie, he's an Asian guy, and his name is not Tyrone. And there's kind of there's some banter. But not much, um, and I just thought that was so strange that they took a character who kind of had such strong imagery in the book and made him something different in the movie.
1: Yeah, because yeah, because like coming with myself being so, you know a film fanatic, I guess like I definitely approach reading books from a uh, cinematic viewpoint, and I always like you know will read parts that are kind of like is like oh this is very movie esque and filmable or something, and that that was kind of. Of disappointing that they just, you know, glossed over that. I guess I don't know that, you know, because Hallmark movies, you know, are very like... Well, they're not that funny per se like there's like some light moments but i guess maybe they felt the filmmakers felt that was like maybe too silly or something I guess.
0: and the other difference was that in the movie they were um when they so after the avalanche and i think like so in the book like the avalanche and the the stakes i felt like were higher being stuck in the snowstorm right like it's definitely a longer scene that they're stuck there because you know they lose power and they're losing fuel and they have to get the they have to evacuate the train and get the people warmed and that never really translates into the Hallmark movie which is probably because it's supposed to be a little bit lighthearted which you know it's not you know no one's going to die in the book but you know that's definitely a longer scenario in the book than the movie and the stakes seem a little bit higher and when Eleanor and Tom get off the train to go in search of help in the movie they're wearing snowshoes although Tom has skis and in the book they're both wearing skis so I don't know why some so i don't know maybe cinematically that having people in snowshoes looks better than having the on skis i don't know but like a very minute difference i mean they're still getting to where they have to go but also in the movie like they don't really seem to have a destination right like they're trying to get cell service and they just happen upon this guy with horses which is random <laughs> but in the book they actually know there's a ranch around there this dingo ranch and they're looking for it so it's not like they're just getting off the train willy-nilly which in the movie it seems like oh, we're just going to jump off this train and look for help and hope in the middle of nowhere we run into somebody who's maybe out here with a horse.
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess it's more of the movie getting from point A to point B. You know, wanting to just go through you know, go through it and get snappy per se. And like this is you know, it don't have to go into too much detail. They just they want to get help somehow. But I want to talk about the character of uh, Agnes. It's a little different in the book. They said, they keep referring to her as Agnes Joe. And I was a bit confused, like is Joe her last name? Or is it something like like Bob something like Bobby Joe or something? Like Agnes Joe as you know, whereas in the movie they just call her Agnes. I think that was the, the right call I think if they kept saying Agnes Joe over and over again it would have just gotten a little annoying <laughs>
0: and I think that um you know the one other difference and I noticed is when I was reading the book they t- Agnes has a daughter but in the picture of the movie she has a son and then the son meets her at the end of the train like so strange that they would choose to change a character that you really never get to know or see that's really just a picture from one to the other
1: yeah yeah and it's funny like in doing this podcast and seeing like differences between books and movies that you know it seems like like almost everyone has that like little difference you know for like weird stuff you know you're like okay they changed that I don't know why but I guess I guess yeah, it works yeah.
0: a difference I saw too that I thought was interesting and you would think I would like this because I think it provides some interior monologue is that in the movie they do some voiceover narration some as Tom and some as Eleanor when Eleanor's writing her script and Tom is writing in his journal trying to make sense of his trip and you get a little bit of insight into the characters thoughts via that vehicle of writing but in the in the book you don't you get some of that. it's not a narration by them it's a third person narrator in the book so you're getting some of that internal thoughts but not from their own voice mm-hmm. necessarily does that make sense
1: yeah yeah it's interesting
0: and i like that in the in the movie i did like that um that you know you saw them each working on what they were supposed to be working on on the on the tree you know tom trying to find a story and eleanor trying to write a screenplay
1: yeah true i did like you know i did like a lot of the performances like, you know like the you know i thought you know joan cusack was very funny and i liked danny glover's character max and then tom and eleanor you know i think you know but, you know, there did leave, like, some to be desired here and there.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit more uh, schmaltzy, if that's the word, than things that we usually read or watch. You know, were a little bit predictable, but I did, you know, it, I think it's good lighthearted stuff for Christmas that a lot of people in the holiday are looking at and reading and not to get too heavy with anything and just kind of... Uh, sitting down at night and, and passing some time.
1: But there was, like, a little bit of, like, mystery to it, obviously, with, like, the things that get stolen and then the uh, the twist ending, <laughs> which some, which was an interesting choice uh, that is in both versions. They didn't change it there. Um, and I guess because, like, David Baldacci was, you know, he's written, like, thrillers and mysteries that maybe he, like, wanted to have, you know, a more wholesome Christmas story, but still have that little air of mystery into it and you know you notice you have little clues along the way and your uh your thoughts on that <laughs> and I
0: didn't see some of that coming and I'm When I watched the movie and was reading the book, I was surprised that they actually ended it the same way. Because sometimes you'll see a twist, you know, they won't it won't translate from the book to the movie, and they did. They kept it that way, and I was surprised. I thought that, you know, and in this case, I watched the movie really kind of first and enduring when I was reading the book, which I don't usually do. So I knew how the movie ended, and I thought, oh, I wonder if the book's going to end that way, or if this was kind of just a cinematic decision, right? And so when I read the book and it did end that way, I was plus surprised that it stayed really pretty true the ending stayed pretty true to the book
1: like yeah one of like the only real difference is in the reveal of it right whereas in the book tom kind of figures it out whereas in the movie they kind of explain everything i don't know do we want to reveal exactly what the twist is (laughs) a spoiler alert
0: (laughs) i don't know maybe if people are going to watch it we shouldn't yet but yeah you know and the book ends that tom knows the twist but Eleanor doesn't right because like remember like when I was reading it Tom overhears Mac talking to the other people but he never seems to really tell Eleanor that.
1: Sure yeah so yeah but I, I did like the movie reveal a little better because I felt like it was a little too convenient how Tom figured it out that I kind of get the sense okay like Tom just heard like one just saw like one clue and mm-hmm. I felt like it was a big leap to to see that clue and be able to figure out exactly what they were doing. Whereas, you know, in the movie, they kind of explained everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It ah. was it was okay. I just not my typical style. Yeah. <laughs> the book nor the movie, but you know, get lighthearted, a change of pace. Yeah, I
1: felt you know there were things I liked and things I didn't like about it. Um, I do I do think that the movie very like they hallmarked it a lot. That yeah. there was like a lot of parts, like the, the part with the snake that in the book that got cut out of the movie where they find that the snake on the train and the train, And I was like, that was just kind of bizarre. And I was like, and I remember reading that part. I was like, yeah, this isn't hall This, this wouldn't fly in a Hallmark movie. or something.
0: And there was no Meriwether, that character, Meriwether, who they kind of played the prank on with the snake. There was no Meriwether in the movie. Yeah. And I also thought that the relationship between Eleanor and Tom was not as contentious in the um, movie like the book she's really put off by him and they she's really gives him a hard time and wants Mm -hmm. you know is not as friendly with him I thought the movie, like, she kind of gets over that quickly, which I guess in the essence of time, you have to, but the movie kind of draws that out a little bit and has her, you know, come around slower than per se. The...
1: Yeah, like, they have the scene where like, where they kind of crash that wedding a little, and I was like, that was kind of, like, early on, and they're like, this is kind of, like, you know, a scene like this, and the Hallmark sense is usually, like, later on after after they've come to tolerate right. each other more, that, that was a little sped up. A
0: little. And it's funny with you saying that them being off the train like going to crash that wedding because I felt like in the movie they were off the train quite a bit at different stopovers like they'd have a layover for here and they go into the movie where in the book they never really got off the train too much like if they had a layover like I never really yeah. said they had a layover like you didn't really see that so it's kind of funny like I felt <laughs> like they spent a good amount of time off the train in the movie that they didn't really do in the book.
1: Yeah, very interesting there. Uh, so, you know, all in all, like I said, you know, there were good parts, there were bad parts. That you know, isn't my wasn't my favorite either. But you know, and I enjoy some good schmaltz once in a while. <laughs> Bet it's okay A
0: little bit I have to tell you I was I was struggling A little bit I had a lot of Eye rolling um, <laughs> Sighing My husband's like This is killing you Isn't it I'm like a little bit yeah. uh, A little bit much for me But you know It was you know, it's, it's fine to put on And watch Not necessarily um,
1: It's not going to be A increase. staple in the Marl's household No it's work. not
0: a staple In my house That I could tell you <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I prefer The ones where The girl goes home To uh, save her Hometown bakery <laughs> great Hi. well thanks donnie i hope you have a great uh holiday season and we'll be back with uh, a few more holiday new holiday classics from hallmark and some ri- uh, ac- really uh old stuff like the grinch Who stole christmas and um the story that inspired a christmas story yeah great well keep reading everybody and enjoy some time off with your families
1: and keep watching